This week on Ultra 64, we're playing Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, and we're going to be recording for three whole days. Welcome everyone to Ultra 64. We are the internet's top man. We are the internet's comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. I've only done this a hundred something million times. <laughs> Each and every week, we are playing a different randomly selected game from the Nintendo 64 catalog, and we are playing it again, and we are playing it again, and we are playing it again until we escape the Sisyphean loop that we have been trapped in by our own hubris. And my name is Steve Guntling. Hello, I like to shoot bubbles out of my mouth as my <laughs> weapon of choice. My name is Woody Siskowski. It's true, he's doing it now. Yeah. Uh, you, you made the note that we have kind of the uh, the Avengers Endgame of Ultra 64 podcasts yeah, going on had, today. This is like... This seems this feels like it should be our last episode. It's not. It's not. But like this is it's, it's climactic going on here. It's like I, we we introduced it's a, it's a big game. Yeah. It's a big game. We we introduced I, people like in previous episodes and that was like their origin stories and now it's like <laughs> the suicide squad is coming together. I don't know I don't know what superhero Michael Rapares 2 is when it really took off. Like yeah. that series really yeah, got good exactly. after two. You know, the first one was just all the ground laying. That was and, body and, harvest, right? Was Michael Rapares. You could make you could make all the flubs you want in this episode because it's all about do-overs. It's true. That's true. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. the wow. Point. Very true. I'm still. I can't get over the fact that you use the word Sisyphean in a sentence. I'm just like blown <laughs> away by it. I, I guarantee it's wrong, right? Like I've never said it out no, loud it's before. Sisyphean. Right? Sisyphean. 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 Okay. All that's, right. that's, just... that's that's the guy who who pushed the rock out of an ambulance, right? That's yes. Is that like two Corinthians <laughs> or two Ephesians? Steve, why don't you introduce this? giant I, crew of people I that we gonna, have like if we you have, can remember all their names we have a senate subcommittee of guests today we're very excited about <laughs> uh, actually that just means we can all go home nothing yeah, yeah, nothing will get done we're sure. adjourning until january 20th uh firstly we always say welcome uh, to a returning guest he was last here on our ocarina of time episode he's our resident uh, zelda fanatic so let's say hello to caleb sanders hey caleb I will be representing all of the female characters that will appear needlessly on their own shot for this endgame. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. You seem like a strange representative choice, but perhaps as good as anyone here. <laughs> if anybody has to play the part of a very confused wasp. Um... <laughs> we are also joined by a complete collection of video game apocalypse hosts. Uh, yes. Firstly, I'm going to go in alphabetical order. We have Matthew Allen. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Hi. Think of us all as just masks. We are all just masks. Yeah, you can trade true. out at any time, and, and mm -hmm. you gain different powers. Which, which one are you, Matthew? Are you are you the swimming Zora? Uh, no, no. I, I am I am the Deku Deku Leaf. Just the base level, the first ass oh, mask. No, you get. no. I want. You, you I gotta, wanted you to be the, upgrade to, to get above me. Well, I'm I wanted to be the the worst thirty minutes in game in history opening. Um, <laughs> no, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I mean I'm you're, Chris you're, you're not far off. And I, I yes, Chris Antista is here. I'm excited right. to get the Chris Antista mask that lets me sneak into his house and steal all his amiibos. <laughs> uh, got that King K rule finally. That's the last one I'll ever wow, need. Oh, yes, very nice. And joining us once again, you heard him last 
last time on GoldenEye and on Body Harvest. We are very happy to Woo! welcome back Michael Raparez. Hey, Michael. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, consider me the, the item-finding pig mask, because that's the Ooh. last one I unlocked. No, nope. Dude, you give us such strong Goron mask vibes. Who are you <laughs> oh, kidding, okay. pal? All right, fair enough. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, so we are talking about Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Uh, oh, my God. I, I needed to bring in all the big guns for this, because I feel like this is one of the most interesting, the most complicated, the most divisive, the most frightening, the most frustrating, <laughs> hmm. uh, and kind of brilliant games yeah. on the system. Uh, I do want to take a quick straw poll of the room here. How many people have actually beaten this game before? Woody puts his oh. hand up. Woody put his hands up. No. I, I, I never... <laughs> the Zelda expert. Yeah, the I, with I the got halfway the wild through and I made the, the mistake. Uh, but this I'll, might be the I'll, worst Zelda game to try to re-approach after walking away for a little while. Ooh, I tried yeah. to make that mistake yep. this week yeah. to prep for the show. I'd, I had pl- previously played through half of it on the 3DS version. I'm like, okay, I'll just come back, you know. No, there is no doing that with this game. Well, you will no. be so lost. Here's I, a, I'm going to say I'm gonna say something mildly controversial. Uh, this is Chris, by the way, because I know there's a lot of people here. <laughs> uh, I'm a, a, a massive Zelda fan of all types, and when it comes to non-portable CDI Zelda games, I know them very well. Yeah. <laughs> and and Majora's Mask is the one. I, I think I didn't finish Twilight Princess just because, like, uh, and Skyward Sword broke me. Yeah. But, uh, but, like, literally broke my, like, gave me nerve damage. And so, like, I can't play this anymore. Um, but I love, I love Zelda dearly. And while I find, I have, I have started Majora's Mask more than most people have ever started a game. Right. And yeah. I I I personally hate it, but I respect it. And uh I, I always say, and it, it might have to do with that awesome urban legend Halloween tale of the haunted Majora's Mask game. I do consider oh, yeah. it the creepiest Halloweeniest Nintendo game ever made. Yeah. I also my controversial saying, I don't like streams. I like watching pros play streams. Sure. I don't just like watching any rando play streams, but I find myself so fucking frustrated with Majora's Mask. It's the only Zelda game I've watched more people play than I've played. Huh. But I I I will say it is the most interesting and I don't mean to do the game to service it's the most interesting asset flip of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Breath of Breath of the Wild is the best game might be the best game ever made. Sure. And wow. with Nintendo on the verge of releasing what they're calling Breath of the Wild 2, Makes me think of Majora's Mask. I don't think you're making a game from scratch here. Yeah. I think you're building on the assets of Breath of the Wild. That's only been done in a handful of Zelda games. And given how artfully and thoughtfully Majora's Mask, despite my frustrations with it, came out, I use it as like, no, at, at, le- at, the, at the very least, Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever it is will be weird as shit. I <laughs> that's I, for sure. I, I feel um, like that's how we ended up with this one. Like the first five years of developing Ocarina of Time was just, let's figure out the tech. How does Zelda work once it's in 3D? And for Majora's Mask, we're like, all right, the tech is locked. We're going to use the same engine again. We're going to use the same graphics again. Let's get funky with it. Let's get weird. <laughs> let's get dark. Let's get thematic. And the first Ocarina is so very much like a classical adventure story. Like, it's a very much mm-hmm. a Joseph Conrad kind of call-to-action adventure story. And Majora's Mask is its own weird nightmare horror beast. Yeah. Uh, that, it, that feel, is... it feels like you're stuck in an afterlife. <laughs> yeah. a, a Groundhog Day Halloween uh, on Halloween. That's why I, I think of Majora's Mask. 
I, yeah. I think that it's a game that has aged well. I think it felt very weird coming out at the time, and it was probably disappointed a lot of people, I think me included, to feel like, oh, because there was not a lot of sequels on the Nintendo 64. People no. were like, when are we getting right. Super Mario 64 2? Um, and so to be like, oh, there's a new Zelda game that's coming out, awesome, and then realizing yeah. that it sort of threw everything for this weird loop was kind of an odd feeling. But yeah. I think in retrospect, when you're like, oh, these Zelda games kind of all follow a formula, because once Ocarina of Time yeah. had established that formula, something like Twilight Princess fades into the background and feels very bland. Yeah. And Majora's Mask, you know, Thank feels you. a lot more exciting. <laughs> Yeah. Thank mm. you. I'm playing the HD version of Twilight Princess. I'm like, oh yeah, this sort of led me to believe I was done with Zelda until they figured out something new. Right. Because I, I, mean, I, I didn't want to play it again. No, you're just done with bland structure and game design. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and the the structureless weirdness of Majora's Mask, like taking these characters you approach to like buy a bottle from, and now like you have to figure like I'm out of toilet paper. There's a ghost <laughs> in my ass. Like like <laughs> this is so strange. <laughs> I, I again I respect from afar. I bought the 3DS version thinking like this is the time. This is when I get into it. They said they streamlined things, uh made things a little less complicated, and it still was like this is not fun. Yeah, but I, I mean the things that they streamlined were like the way that your diary keeps track of people's schedules. Right. Like they mm -hmm. streamlined and real they moved the bank. bonus stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. They didn't they didn't streamline the actual weird gameplay itself. And that's uh -huh. Part of the board, actually, like your reference, this is Kayla, by the way. <clears throat> I get very used to my voice because I talk too much. Um, <laughs> the, your comment about like afterlife, I think, is really it, it yeah. felt like that even at the time. It's like this great quest is just ended, and you your character wanders off. Your bright blue fairy becomes a dark purple fairy, and mm -hmm. all the people you've seen in other environments are suddenly in these weird contexts doing weird things, and yes. you die over and over and over. And yeah. over. <laughs> yes. It, it reminds me of, of Over the Garden Wall, something I just watched during Halloween. And it's like... Yeah, I mean, it's, I it's a rare Zelda I... sequel, right? Yeah. Zelda doesn't do direct sequels no. in the franchise. No. I would actually argue that some of the others that you could point out as being sequels aren't so much sequels as planned series. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And yeah. so this and the, if we ever get it, Breath of the Wild 2, are like uh, some of the only... This, we decided to take the exact same character, exact same world, and do... With it. It's literally continuing from him riding off from the castle at the end of Ocarina of Time. This is also the game that completely fucked the Zelda timeline forever. <laughs> because this is where, you know, the, the Zelda timeline was like, it was always confusing, but at least it was fairly linear before this. At the After the end of Ocarina of Time, it splits into the two different timelines. Like there's, if, no, there's like no, three but they, they just there's invented a, that yeah. in in retrospect because at the end of Ocarina of Time you stay adult Link, I believe. Right. Well, no, you go back to being a child. Oh, Link you do at the, at end, the of end of Ocarina of Time. But there okay. is like there's two different timelines based on whether uh, Link was successful at the end of Ocarina or if he was uh, uh, a failure. See, I think they just added those in after the fact. Oh, like, definitely, they definitely yeah. did, and oh, you'll yeah. you'll notice the timeline. I still have the book somewhere. Uh, Hyrule Historius yeah. in his room. Uh, on the left side are the games Nintendo doesn't think they can sell you for more than twenty dollars. <laughs> and then everything on the right side are games they can think they can get twenty dollars out of you for. Um, that, it, all the other stuff on the on the left are the eight bit and Game Boy games. Yeah, huh. and and everything on the right are things they're selling. I believe like the 
so like the earliest point on the timeline, I think, is still Wind Waker, and then the last point in the timeline is now like Spirit Tracks or something. Well, it's weird. Breath of the Wild. No, right? it's, it's uh, Bre- is Breath, is it Breath of the Wild. Wild? Yeah, because oh. that's a hundred years after any of this other crap happened. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. sorry. Uh, uh, what's what's the Wii one? I already forgot the name. Skyward of. Sword. Skyward that's Sword. Oh, that's supposed that's to be the, the first, first one, right? That's, the first one. that's yeah. the first one. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it's okay. way up in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then yeah Wind Waker is one of the last. Let's ones. let's back up a little bit here. Speaking of getting our timeline straight, and yes. Steve will give us some very very baseline thing. And oh, I also yeah. want to just when we after we get through this, like I want to talk about sort of what this game is a little bit because I bet there's a decent amount of people who have never played this game. There, is, but, I bet so. Yeah. I bet so. Or uh, or who died terribly. <laughs> three days in a row and uh, gave up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's all accurate for me. Playing it on sixty-four GameCube and 3DS. <laughs> yes. Can Official. we all agree that this is the most intimidating Zelda game that's ever been released? Oh yeah, I think that's oh, the, the word for the it. The bar for sure. failure is very low. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's it's just not even like in terms of difficulty. It was just like trying to get your your head around like the mechanics of the game and everything with the marketing of like yeah this giant giant moon is going to come crash and, and kill everybody in three days it was just like and even the look like you guys mentioned this kind of weird dark nightmarish dreamlike look and how the game starts i'm just like i don't I, wait a minute wait <laughs> so he rides off into the sunset and then immediately like falls off his horse what the fuck this is not how i envisioned right. this happening right. whatsoever a, a nightmare skull kid yeah. yeah. Yes. Exactly. It's yeah. a nightmare skull kid, the nightmare mask salesman, uh, who some people have have theorized maybe like a stand-in for the devil. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and he's then the same he's... devil that sold uh, sold the fiddle. In the, oh yeah. The fiddle <laughs> contest. Yeah. You could definitely then, then see you that spend... mask salesman playing a fiddle. <laughs> you just see him playing a giant pipe yeah. organ that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah and then you spend the first few hours of the game as this little creepy looking monster like yeah the, you take away the he looks... one recognizable safe thing that you know about your character yeah, yeah. well so yeah mm-hmm. steve let's let's get the sort of yes. nuts and bolts nuts, out of the way nuts first. and bolts uh majora's mask was released october 26 2000 developed by nintendo ead and published by nintendo and this was an n64 exclusive later ported to gamecube 3ds and virtual console Really, the, the most uh, interesting thing about this, well, not even interesting necessarily, one of the noteworthy things about this game, it's one of only three games on the system that requires the four megabyte expansion mm, pack, right. along with mm. Donkey Kong 64 and Perfect Dark, which you need to play the story mode. Uh, oh, it's right, likely right, this right. game was being developed for the 64DD over in Japan, and then uh, it failed. Uh, this was originally being couched as Zelda Gaiden, meaning it was kind yeah. of meant to be more of a side Zelda story. Zelda side story. And, well, then and they it kind is. Of, it is, but they also act, eventually worked it into the canon as well. Uh, like Ocarina of Time, yeah. this one came in a regular or a collector's edition. Collector's edition in this case just meant you got a lenticular sticker on your ma- uh, cart that mm-hmm. made Link look holographic. Like he was doing actions. Uh, no, yeah, no, no change to that, to the gameplay. And like... I think the collector's edition is actually the less rare version of that this game now. That would not now, surprise ironically. me. Uh, yeah. So, really, yeah. Let's let's just kind of jump in because I feel like this game has so much going on. Like the the core. Oh, I wanted you to clarify. Yeah. You mentioned the guide end stuff because, like, and you you said the sixty four DD, and there's a little confusion, or maybe I'm the only one yeah, confused. Yeah. So there was this, and then there was this other game being developed in parallel, like called Uru Zelda, right? Which 
which eventually they think became uh, Ocarina of Time Master Quest oh, Edition, okay. which hmm. might have been the 64DD one. So was this that? That's where I get confused. It's like, what, was this actually the 64DD thing, or was that actually Uru Zelda, which we got maybe on that collector's edition disc on GameCube with I think Wind Waker that they did that Zelda yeah. collector's thing. That mm-hmm. would be my speculation. Is just that they, um, th- yeah, the the Master Quest copy. Is kind of the expanded full version that they wanted to do in the 64DD. And of course, there are going to be cuts that you have to make to make a game fit into a cartridge. So I think they removed right. some things, they rearranged some dungeons. And really, the, the, the time looping mechanic in here was I mean, it's a thematic thing, but it's also a, a space saving thing, you know, because you don't have to render as many environments because yeah. you're not, you don't have as wide of a range to explore. Uh, and and kind of redoing these animations over and over again kind of makes it easier to fit this whole thing onto a cartridge. So like I don't mm-hmm. think there ever actually was a proper Zelda Gaiden. Um, I think they just kind of abandoned it. But yeah, Uru Zelda was kind of and, co-opted into Master Quest. And I, I, I have some raw speculation here that I love giving Nintendo fans who haven't <laughs> looked into the numbers. Uh, it irritates everyone, but I think <laughs> Zelda Zelda is one of the best gaming franchises there is. Oh, yeah. It is yeah, I'm, very, I'm very... already irritated. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it, it, is, it is very, very far from Nintendo's best-selling franchises. Their best-selling franchises are always the easiest games to make and the yeah. cheapest mm. games to make, like Mario Kart and New Super Mario Brothers and whatever party horse shit there is. Zelda, <laughs> you don't have to know how to make games to know that like this is... So innovative and new, it looks expensive every time they make one. Right. And they make one to sell their system. And yeah. for Nintendo to want to make a little more money off of that investment for something that is primarily to get people like me, Michael, and Matt to like, hey, remember to buy your Nintendo system. We made a Zelda game. Now shut the fuck up. Right, right. Um, <laughs> and, but right. then they, yep. they yep. want to make sure they get that money twice. And you can't make an entirely new 3D Zelda game. That just doesn't happen. So throughout most of our lives... Zelda games do come in weird pairs. Yeah. Uh, Wind Waker Link, whatever you want to call them, Toon Link was followed up on in, in certain ways. Game Boy games had two Zelda games yeah. that, that, that came in pairs because they're not big sellers. They're like comic book uh, vendors gouging its biggest fans to try and make money off of something that costs more to do, I would say, than a traditional Mario game, maybe right. not an open world Mario game, but a traditional Mario game. Zelda costs Nintendo, I th- I would guess more than it makes back, and I don't fault them. I mean, that and is if, hard if you to have believe. To sell... These games sell a lot of copies. They sell, they sell yeah. a lot. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, but I'm just saying, like in like sometimes the Zelda game doesn't really enter in the top ten of a Nintendo platforms games. Yeah, is this? Do you and know? I, I mean, like, I, I agree with your premise. It, it is. It is like, and in, in when it does, it is still ten to twenty million less than the the cheapest Nintendo game available. Okay, and sure. Yeah. To, to be games, fair, when you say top ten games, you mean top ten sales, not sales. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Top ten sales. This, Look at the Wii. It'll prove my point entirely. Yeah. <laughs> this one yeah. just. Yeah. Fell and then this one the would have been really low. Yeah. <laughs> this one would have been really low. And and you mentioned I think one reason why. So um, little background on me. This is Matthew speaking, by the way. I I I'm a marketing guy in my day job in the games industry. Um, the kiss of death for a game at that time or any time would have been requiring that pack in yeah. memory. Mm. Like you immediately cut your you know your target audience or people who could you know potentially buy your game you, by you magnitudes by doing yeah. that. you didn't Not buy it half. for two rock two bro come on <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and i'm just thinking now that like that's one of the very few 
Nint- new Nintendo 3DS games exclusives too. Yeah. I don't think it was you even. You cannot exclusive. have an old 3DS. I think you can. I believe it. You can. Oh, play you can. It on an, yeah, I think you can. I, I I played it on an original oh, okay, OG. You don't get that Maybe quality that was, nub yeah. to control the camera. But, <laughs> I love the uh, nub. I love the nub. Uh, but uh, learn your yeah. way around a woman with that new Nintendo 3DS nub. It's fucking great. <laughs> so, yub nub. That's what I say. I want to talk nub. about the beginning of this game because oh, the beginning Please. of this game is so weird in terms of like just immediately throwing you into it like i really hmm. i really like this game but it's a game that like you you the automatic comparison is like is this better than ocarina of time is sure. it worse where where does it stand up but it's like this couldn't exist without ocarina of time like it's mm-hmm. so based around yeah. that and i the thing i like about it is that you don't have to go through any of this sort of boring establishment like i have a really hard time going back and playing ocarina of time because there's like that half an hour section of the beginning where you have to run around the forest and make sure you have enough rupees to buy this sword and shield, and it feels like this giant waste of my time. See, I was I was thinking about you exactly playing the first hour of this game, but yeah, go on, go on. Where, well, yeah. as, whereas this game, it really just throws you right into it. They're yeah. like, you get sort of accosted by this weird sort of mi- Mr. Mixelpidlick type <laughs> chaos imp. Yeah. Um, who... It's such a weird villain because he's not ominous in the way that, like, Ganon is. Like, he's going to destroy the Earth. He's just sort of a mischievous Dennis the Menace type. But he's, he's sort like, of... He's, like, in over his head. Yeah, yeah stolen yeah. this mask of cosmic power. And you are immediately transformed in this nightmare sequence into this weird Deku shrub. And then you realize that the moon is going to kill you in three days. <laughs> and, like, and you're at this timeline. And it, it never established it. Like, when you first play this game... You don't know that you're going to get a song that allows you to go back in time. And you're like, wait, right. this whole yeah. game, I have I have three days to beat? And then you realize that time goes faster. You don't actually have 72 hours yeah. to beat this game. Yeah. 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 The, the timeline is less than an hour. And, like, it gets to this weird point And you're like, I'm almost out of time. What the hell's going on? And then, like, you can't save. Like, this is another bizarre thing on the N64. You cannot save the game through the whole first hour until you learn the song of time and can go back in time. And it does, I, yeah. it mm-hmm. does. I will say it does do an auto save once you get through that little Deku cave and get into Clock Town. It, I because I turned it off after that. Okay. It saved on mm-hmm. the dawn of the first day. Okay, but like, yeah, but it is yeah, baffling. Yeah. Like, like, I still, remember like, renting days. this game and it's because like so much happens at the beginning that you feel like you should have saved by now. And right. I remember renting it, be like, how the hell do I save? What is going on? And then there's again this super weird section where like. You fight, you go meet the Skull Kid, and they're like, "It does. This doesn't open until a certain time, and you literally have to wait." Yeah, yeah. and you're just like, mm-hmm. and again, it's such a weird thing, and to come after Ocarina of Time, which is like a super polished game, but is also like pretty routine in like understanding what it does. Yeah, it, it's yeah. just kind of like mind blowing and feels super weird and. When, when you're kind of when you're a little kid, which I was playing this game, just these elements are very confusing and unintuitive. <laughs> and I, I think that's the sticking point for a lot of people because I feel like the the real joy and revelation of Ocarina of Time was kind of this sense of this world is your sandbox. You know, this yeah. you can approach this yeah. adventure in your own time. You can you can worry yeah. about you can explore. You can look around. This game tethers you very necessarily 
to this one location to this three-day time period, and a lot of the time you are not going to have any idea what's going on. But, I mean, eventually, like, fairly soon after, you realize that that time constraint is pretty minor because you get, like, an ability to slow the passage sure. of time, which makes allows you to play in two-hour blocks, and you, like, keep all your items, but it takes a long time to get to the point where that is made clear. And the game doesn't make it very clear. I, I will say I played hmm. through this entire game on the 3DS not knowing I could slow the day down. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, wow. so I played it the hard way, yeah. apparently. I mean, and the thing <laughs> is, it only takes one time of you, like, running out of time and having to... You get to, like, the water temple or whatever, and you run out of time, and you're like, shit, I have to restart. And, like, mostly it gives you enough time to get what you need done. Yeah. But if that happens once, you're going to be demoralized the rest of the game. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's exactly. Yeah. I got to the point where I could slow time, and I knew how to get to where I needed to go. And like, all it took was one time. Like, all of this is erased. You need to do this over again. Like, yeah, I'll never play this again. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Like, and and yeah. it is frustrating. And like, even playing playing it on 3ds. Like, uh, I think I I must have gone through Woodfall Temple like three times. And like, all right, I'm almost at the boss, but uh, this this moon's coming down in 30 seconds, so I got to rewind now. And like, oh, great, get to start over. All the fairies are reset. Uh, every everything is back where it was before. Well, at least I yeah, know what they to give do. You, they give you a song to like speed up time to jump ahead right. anytime mm-hmm. you want eventually, but they never. I wish on the 3ds version, just let me go back like two fucking hours. Like I, I know I missed this event by like an hour, but they but to go back you have to restart the whole cycle over again, and it's so fucking frustrating. It's, it's like it's all right, it's tedious. Yeah. It's tedious, but I. I wanted to talk about the intros because yeah. this game, I feel like it kicked off a string of really bad openings for Zelda games for like several years. I'm just talking mainstream console, like, all right, Wind Waker was okay. It was a little long and drawn out and maybe a little boring in the beginning, but Twilight Princess is might be worse than this game's opening. It is one of the worst Zelda openings oh, I, in the entire series. I, I agree with that, but I am going to go a step further and say Skyward Sword made that game. The, the oh, opening, it is. Oh, my God. The unbelievably tedious opening, like, three hours of that game is the reason why I've never finished well, that see, game. See, I don't know what you're yeah. talking about because, to me, this game has a great opening. Like, it is super but unforgiving and it's weird long, yeah it is but it's like so immediately like pulls the rug out from under you there's no moment of like press forward and a to learn how to roll now pick up these pots and bash them mm. all so there's no like teaching you the mechanics they just assume you've played ocarina of time you know what's going on and they're like now you're this weird deku tree like figure it out like, <laughs> yeah the whole yeah. game is really in so many ways, especially the beginning of it, a conversation back to Ocarina of Time. Yeah. yeah. Ocarina of Time had time passing at about the same rate. But the only thing you got when you got that little lilting daybreak song is Stealpho stopped attacking you. Yeah. You And it was like, you kind of look forward to it. It's like, I, I'm, I'm in beeping parts. I have one thing. I'm trying to find my way to Hyrule Castle, but I got lost. Thank God it's daytime again. But now, like every time you hear that, oh, it, that, that clock chime saying, hey, the sun's coming up. It's like, shit. Now it's time again. <laughs> well, and then they I'm have that horror, that like frightening title intercut where it's like, dawn of the second day. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it shows you how many hours <laughs> which is, remain. Which like, is, is the most famous thing that yeah. came out of that, by the way. I, I look forward to that leading up to Black Friday, Christmas, elections. <laughs> like, we'll always see Majora's Mask. I mean, and I think just what you were saying, I had it written in my notes that just a... Uh, uh, the, the only fault I find in the game, it's a little fart smelly and that like uh, uh, 
developers who had made the game thought the world had played. I played Ocarina like I think three times on the N sixty four. Yeah, and it's like it's clear that you guys know everything about this back and forth, but nobody can appreciate this. The majority of fans who may have played this once cannot appreciate this on the level it deserves to be appreciated. It's yeah. why I shut up for a long time. I love hearing about this game more than I like mm-hmm. trying to play it. Now, my, it's, yeah. my question is, are there any other Nintendo games, first-party Nintendo games, that are like this, that are so direct of a sequel that is totally dependent on you having played the one before it? Like, it, it, mm. like the original Super Metroid Mario Brothers 2. 2 mm. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, but, the lost I mean, like, the lost levels, that's a good but the, one. The lost the lost levels yeah. is the case of why they, they won't make a a game within the same template again. Yeah. They're trying to sell platforms, not not games. And that's not exciting. So if it takes five years and twenty million dollars, we will completely redefine this engine to make a new game. Or we'll do something with the assets that's interesting and it's why I think still Majora's Mask is the most artistic asset flip I've ever seen in my life. Right. And that's the thing that there's this game can be incredibly frustrating and it's not very inviting. It really doesn't welcome you in, but there is something going on in this game. There's something going on beneath the surface that even Ocarina doesn't have. Like there's kind of a dark heart at the center of this game. And that's what makes it Mm -hmm. fascinating. And I want to talk a little bit about Termina. So like, Termina is the land that uh, this game takes place in. It's one of the few Zelda games that takes you out of Hyrule completely. And there's just something instantly wrong feeling about this. <laughs> and so I was curious about your guys' take on it. I've heard, I've read like interpretations that this is like hell and that like Link's being required to complete all these tasks in this three day loop because that's like reminiscent of like Egyptian underworld trials, things mm. like that. I kind of mm. see this as a nightmare just because like that's the, the, exactly what, a lot of people's interpretations of the afterlife are basically dreamscapes yeah and this is the most i don't think nintendo would send us to hell and i'm aware of devil world don't leave your comments (laughs) um but but like uh i I think it's it's probably supposed to be a a dream yeah or 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 it's 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 probably not supposed to be canon in any way i forget where it fits in the timeline which the zelda series had done before with link's awakening so it wouldn't be like that it made me think it's not out of the ordinary spoiler for link's awakening (laughs) that ends up being a dream you know that you are trapped inside this creature well i guess i'm not playing that game now oh damn it i ruined that 25 it's right there in that title it's in the name yeah (laughs) what i appreciate but like the thing that struck me about it is like the the way that uh very very tertiary characters in the first one come back in this one and yeah. that they're it's they're, kind of they're like important. the dream in Wizard of Oz yeah. where she wakes up at the end and she sees like the farm hand and she's like and Link's like and you were there happy mass salesman right and right it's it's, it's <laughs> like, oh my god yeah. the guy who flings shit around the farm is all of a sudden very important to right me. yeah it's like and you like, know you ever have the dream Buddy Epson like, hug me the, the person who like checked you out at the grocery store is now suddenly like a wizard in your dreams or some shit like like that feels like that's what it is he took these random associations skull kid wasn't even like a boss in ocarina he was a, a nuisance no. at best yeah and like he was uh, mostly friendly yeah yeah exactly he was just kind of like this guy who took your uh ocarina and you have to chase him down and the happy mass salesman is just a weird dude who owns a store and now like he's coded as very otherworldly well, like even in his animations like, right like, because i feel like ocarina of time has this aspect of like the designs of so many of the characters are very creepy but i don't know if that's an intentional choice to nintendo for right. nintendo or they just like had weird sort of edges and designs on them like because the happy mass salesman ocarina of time is very off-putting but like the game doesn't 
really imply that there's anything wrong with him. Right. And then in this game, they're like, oh, yeah, this is a weird dude. You but don't, like, you know, even the way he dude. moves, it's like he he's missing frames. Well, he's he missing moves. a bunch of frames. Like, like each new line of dialogue, they just switch his pose. And they don't do that with other characters. Every other character kind of like turns their head or like lifts their hands or something. And he's just like, boom, boom, different pose, different pose, different pose. So, like, they're yeah. emphasizing that there's something otherworldly about this guy right from the get go. Yeah, and then you have this whole huge like three day opening sequence where you, and the tedious part of this for me was hunting down all those stupid little kids yeah, and getting kids their code. Suck. Like, that's, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. If, they, if they cut that part from the beginning, the game would be a lot better. Yeah, because it's like, all right, well now I, f- I feel pressured to do this. Yeah. Like I, I don't have a lot of time. But then I did have a lot of time. I found them all, and then I have to kill two days. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'll go to all the stores. Oh, no, no, nobody serves Deku scrubs in, in this town because they're it's all It's really racist. weird to imagine um, once you you know once the you get healed and the Deku uh, transformation becomes a mask. Um, so that's the other gimmick for this game yeah. is that each time you transform into something, you get a mask, um, which allows mm. you to transform into a Gorgon, a Zora, or the Deku Shrub and sort of changes your whole moveset. Yeah. But I think it's really weird that you'll go to a store as, like, the Deku Shrub, and they're like, sorry, we only serve humans. And then you take off the mask, like, right in front of them at the at the, uh, at the the shop counter, and they're like, hey, welcome. And you're like, did you not see me just, like, transform into a different creature? There was a long animation of me yeah. screaming at the yeah, sky that is in horror. Ooh, that is a horrible animation. When you put on any oh, yeah. of the masks... Link's like rise in pain, and then his eyes sort of bulge out. It's body horror every yeah. time. Like yeah. it's this mm-hmm. thing is fusing to his DNA. And as I recall, nobody will serve you, but the guards won't let you leave either if you're in the Deku mask. Yeah, yeah. correct. Like, no, yeah. It's like you can't leave the city. We won't serve you. You have to starve to death here. It's a, it's a, you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. Uh, it's yeah. weird when they sing that. Though. It's, it's always just, weird. You have. <laughs> You have to have the sword before you can leave the city because you have right. to be able to defend yourself. Blowing snot bubbles apparently yeah. isn't enough. Hitting him with. I love that he's like, "Hey, no, sorry, you're a kid. Hat. It's way too dangerous out there." Oh, kid, you have a sword. Okay, go right ahead. It's like <laughs> yeah. he's still a kid. What are you doing? Also, I'm genuinely afraid of spit that's strong enough to pop a bubble or yeah. pop a balloon. Like, <laughs> I don't, impressive. I don't want my spit to ever be able to pop a balloon. I feel like something's <laughs> medically wrong. Well, with I have me. been practicing, my friend. Oh, and yeah. HL, looks like someone hasn't been trying hard enough. Is that where the holes in my wall yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I, one thing that i read in my very in-depth research of wikipedia for this game is that um termina is actually created as a figment of the skull kid's imagination like by him stealing majora's mask it essentially huh. creates the realm of termina um that then he draws link into which i thought was an interesting read yeah and mm. there's there's more duality going on with like the twin fairies that the skull kid has, and mm-hmm. you're trying to uh, uh, reunite the two fairies with each yeah. other. And I guess paddle and tail. <laughs> what what all this is leading me to, and I think the big question at the center of all of this for everybody is, uh, if Termina is a dream, what does that make Tingle? Because <laughs> Tingle is a, P- a dream a- boat. <laughs> he's a thank dream. you. <laughs> he's. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe all these Zelda games take place in Tingle's mind. I, I, I imagine he's some kind of like Freddy Krueger dream warrior or something, or or maybe he's like a you know you know Dupe in the Marvel universe, who's like this cutesy little character that no one pays attention to, but he's secretly this Dupe. pan-dimensional super being that knows everything. Mm. Like maybe that's he, Tingle. He, I don't I actually, know. I, I don't disagree with the idea that we're all that all of uh, Hyrule is just in Tingle's dreams because. 
I was not on the vibe that Tinkle is supposed to be how the designers imagine us. I'll tell you this he looks a, he looks a lot like an Italian stereotype from the 1940s <laughs> yeah, Ting- Tingle definitely is is throwing shade at, at game players for sure yeah. I, I just like this idea of like this world existing in someone's head uh, this is my age check part of the episode where I say it's just like the ending of Saint Elsewhere and I know Chris understands that <laughs> reference but probably nobody else but never having seen the show we're, we're all competent well, that, that, yeah. that entire show takes place inside a kid's head the, the thing that well, I guess no, I'm not watching no, that nobody's either. mentioned you guys are the thing that nobody's mentioned is go ahead sorry, alice Michael. in wonderland yeah like yeah. He, oh, there you go he 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 falls down a hole and hits his head and then he's suddenly in this uh fantastical other world like even more fantastical because it's just fucking bizarre <laughs> right but yeah and, and, and i'm not i don't want to jump ahead but if you've ever looked at the ending the ending is one of the most dreamlike things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. It's, an, it's the way a Zelda game never ends. Yeah, yeah. With everyone jumping around and celebrating in the same spot. It's, it's a <laughs> cliched game ending and, and that Zelda doesn't do. It, but it's the it, Star Wars ending. Da, 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 yeah, da, except everybody's yub-nubbing on the same planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's another idea. I find it interesting that this like, dream idea or hell idea, however we go, this is coming out of Link having just screwed with time, yeah, yeah, multiple yeah, multiple times in order to attempt to save the world, right. and is now trapped in this time nightmare or time mm. hell. Do you yeah. realize yeah. the damage, damage you brought? You brought? <laughs> let's, let's play in your, like, we need to teach you to never misuse that ocarina. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you use it so much you never want to. Maybe we shouldn't yeah, I, give I, an all-powerful weapon to a twelve-year-old. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Maybe mm. next time. I like you know what like I just want to take a real quick test here. Um, who loves the game? Well, that's the thing. Like I, 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 yeah, that's the thing. I wouldn't say I love it. Like it's definitely not like a favorite Zelda of mine. But like I respect the ever loving crap out of this game because this like thank you Nintendo hmm. does not take chances like this. Uh, especially not that's anymore. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I respect I, this I, I game was, from a distance. Most, I was trying to trigger Caleb just because I, <laughs> I love hearing from people who love the game. I like this and... game more than Ocarina of Time. Wow. That's that that's my wow. take here. I would rather awesome. I would rather replay this game than Ocarina of Time because like and again, I don't think I don't think this is a better game than Ocarina of Time. But I think that Ocarina of Time established a formula, and we have now yeah. seen that formula so many times that to go back and play Ocarina of Time feels like a chore to me. Mm. Whereas yes. this game mm. does its own weird thing. It is much. It is meaningfully shorter than Ocarina of Time, and I believe Ocarina mm. of Time, for as good as it is, is a sort of overlong, overstuffed game. There's a few yep. elements near the end of it where you're like, "Great, now I have hover boots that yeah. I'm going to use in one temple." Um, one yeah, one temple. Whereas yeah. this game just generally feels more tight and focused, um, which well, is something. I, actually, I the overworld. I was going to ask you: was that just in my head? Like, I, you know, you know, when you like get so far away from yeah. the thing, like I envision the Ocarina overworld as this sprawling, massive map, and then when you play this one's overworld map, the Termina overworld map is really is small really and i'm small. like oh shit was ocarina hmm. really that small ocarina or is this is game just that much smaller? smaller than you remember like it's but it's but yeah. it is bigger than this it's bigger than this yeah yeah i played okay. i played the 3ds version recently which you know you know tightens some odds and ends here but the like you're saying about the formula like wind waker hd which also tightens everything is the is the end of this great formula it's the best the formula works yeah 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 
And 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 going back, you're right. Like uh, I can understand wanting to play this weird story based entry over Ocarina. I I think I can see that. Yeah. Um, uh, it's funny you call it story based because I think this game is mechanics based too. Like it is loaded with mechanics that are never used in any yeah. other Zelda game. That it's like, what the fuck? Do the mask thing again. Do the time. Yeah, you know, like do more of this time loop thing. Like this game does something that games at the time had only kind of dreamed about, which is like. Hey, what if time actually passes in our game worlds and there's yeah. consequences and there's stuff you can miss, yeah. which of course creates anxiety for people like me. Yeah. And me. But like, yeah. I, I feel like games like, uh, was it Dead Rising, Dead Rising. one? We, we played yeah. a game. Oh, their uh, existence to, to, to Majora's Mask. Well, that also know? feels like a very 64DD idea because mm-hmm. like one of the big selling points of the 64DD when it was in development was like, it'll have a clock so time yeah. can pass that's in real point. time. Yeah. That's right. where Animal yeah. Crossing comes and from. And one yeah. of the games that mm-hmm. Steve and I played for our Patreon episode is a game called The Last Express. Have you guys played this game before? It's, no. it's, it's, it's I'm aware of it. Yeah. It, it's a PC yeah. adventure game where the whole gimmick was the entire game takes place in real time. So there'd be these major plot points that would be happening at different corners of this train car, and if you just missed them, you were just screwed. And you had yeah. to like rewind time using this orb to uh, make sure you caught these in time. And this has that kind of mechanic. It's not as unforgiving as that game. But that's kind wow. of the major sort of side story. Literal story train, Morty. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. but, but it also creates it creates this weird melancholy when you play through the game because, like, so we talked about the notebook and the way this game kind of works is you you will find yeah. clues which basically kind of give you missions or things like, oh, I, this it, this is what's guiding you through this game, you know, because it's also very non traditional Zelda about like how you find out what you're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. but it's like after you resolve a story, like let's say it's like, oh, my kid is trapped over here or whatever it is. Like after you reset the time cycle, those people go back to like right. not being resolved, even though it's like checked yeah, off in your book. Like, haha, solve that. It's like no, you just you just refuck them, dude. Yeah, all these hell. princesses will stay kidnapped. <laughs> yes, Romani yes. will be brainwashed by the uh, the Flatwoods aliens to come down to. To oh raid the farm. I and forgot that's, that's about what that I, whole element. There are aliens uh, in this it's, game. It's, there are kaiju in this game. Like this game gets yeah. weird as fuck in the later half, and people like don't and, often and, play through long enough to see it. And those kaiju are deeply creepy. They're just like little faces with arms and legs. It's gross. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I but you just, guys know what I'm talking about? Like the melancholy of like you know that you at one point solved their problem. And you're like, well, I'm not going to redo that quest line yeah. to resolve their problem. And <laughs> yeah, so now I just have to let it go. That's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it does create this weird tension. I would like okay, to okay. hope that this is sort of like an aggregating Groundhog's Day, that all the good mm-hmm. things you do before the right, moon right. crashes, if you stop them from crashing, all of them come true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why everybody was celebrating up on the moon oh, with yeah. you. Yes. You, you are, I, thought about you are that, the quantum the way, link. You are in all places at all times. <laughs> yeah. no, don't I call thought me. about that about that movie, by the way, is there are tum- some timelines where he doesn't show up in time to catch that kid as he's falling out of that yep. tree, and that kid is hosed. <laughs> don't call don't don't call me Link, call me Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched Palm Springs, I oh, recommend yeah. you possibly do. Okay, it's okay. Palm Springs is great. done. Weird. Oh wait, oh, wait, wait. What, 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 what did you say? The Hulu, Hulu movie? Yeah, with uh, uh, with Andy Samberg. Palm Springs. Palm Springs, yeah. Palm Springs is fucking. It's, fa- it's one of the best movies of the year. year in this yeah. Mickey, Mickey Mantle asterisk. asterisk and very apropos to Majora's Mask, although I did not hey, know hey. that going into it. Link, Link Connors. 
I sure as heck fire. The thing I like, I wrote a Zelda sketch a long time ago. It's the only perfect sketch I ever wrote. <laughs> and the only thing about it is in real life, if you're sitting in your, your hut with your wife and a guy comes in and doesn't say anything and just starts destroying your pots and stealing your money. And um, that's, that's, that's how you treat townspeople in Zelda. And typically, like, Ah, my kid ran away and I couldn't find him and I had this key that only I can give you and like I'm not here to rescue your kid I want your fucking key <laughs> whereas this is sort of like this is sort of like you do have to get to know a world of people and at least pretend to care about their problems yeah and it's it's strange in that respect because in every other game like I'm Link I have to save the world I don't care about any of you and <laughs> yeah, it is. That's sorry. That's the best way I've heard it put. It non psychopath. Yeah, trying to remember, was it was it uh, Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword that had that thing where like there's a bar full of breakable things and you go in and like the first pot you break, they're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. And then you owe them money yes, for breaking their possessions. Yeah, and the, the, the sketch I wrote was just a guy making full eye contact with a family of people while breaking all their stuff and just whipping up their money and like. He's our hero, I guess. <laughs> let this go down. So he's my cat. He's got like diplomatic. Like does he have like diplomatic immunity because he saved Hyrule so much? Yeah. He can just walk through and break all your. Well, shit. Very weirdly, like, all their pots and money respawn when he leaves the house. Yeah, they, yeah. They right. blow yeah. It's like, yeah, no harm done, I guess. But you know, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Just ignore him. He'll leave. <laughs> well, is, is, is the, for the people who finish the game, is this something you think every Zelda fan should play? I, or Nintendo fan? I, I think it's worth like bearing down. Oh, Caleb, what are you saying? So oh, yeah. I, this is actually the only Zelda game I've ever completed 100%. I still like seen this earlier. It's um, because most Zelda games completing them 100% requires finding 800 million tiny seeds that are scattered around <laughs> a particular yeah. 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 That Nobody yeah. actually cares about. I don't need my item pouch to be that big. <laughs> I don't have, I, I'm, I'm not that uh, self-conscious. I don't need the giant truck. Yeah. You're not so, compensating, you're not compensating for, anything. for anything. Exactly. <laughs> so, but there was something, and what actually bothered me most, this is kind of calling back to the attempt to trigger me earlier. I love this <laughs> game, but not for the reasons I like any other Zelda game. I, mm-hmm. I love this game despite the dungeons, not because of them. I felt yeah. like every dungeon I was doing was distracting from what was cool about this game, which was trying to unravel these time puzzles. And the fact that I needed to periodically go and summon the giant face kaiju felt like a callback to the Zelda games that I get why it was there, but I don't feel like it desperately needed to be there. But going through and figuring out how to get these this guy and gal together when apparently they're social incompetent and can't just say, hey, I like you, mm-hmm. was awesome. And wanting through all those things, despite the fact that I think I'd gone through about 85 days before I started realizing that people followed patterns and I could follow them around and actually <laughs> solve these problems. Oh shit. Wow. Yeah. That's one thing I was going to say about this game is like, if you do go back and play it, like you're not a kid anymore. You don't have countless hours to discover all the quests and sure. shit like that. Like maybe do a little bit of that, but like, use a guide like have the guide tell you where you're gonna go and find stuff because otherwise it's just randomly waiting and guessing for events i I was a substitute teacher at the time and the internet had just become good enough so (laughs) i was able to actually download a walkthrough and had the time to grind through it but what Um, otherwise like me today i would probably spend 20 minutes and be like okay this is stupid i'm like that's that's my my only slight slight against against it i feel like 
when I lost a lot of progress or, or money, it's just like, well, now I've just wasted my time and you haven't shown me a reason why that's not, not important yet. And I, 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 I read about the end game enough. Yeah. Uh, I still, I still have a problem with that. Just, I, yeah, I don't have endless amount of time to like, ah, oh, man, I guess I failed in that scenario. Now, even when we die, we want to keep our progress. Yeah. And, and mm. I, and this game has none of that for you. <laughs> like literally none of that. I mean, Chris, I would, I would say muscle through it. I, I, I played it on the 3ds as well. Like while I was like backstage for a show I was doing and I was like at a killing time. And so I, I had to, you know, I had to put myself in a position where I was forcing myself and giving myself nothing else to play, but this game, but it's rewarding. Like I would it, it play is... this game over a sky. I would play this game once you've sort of made it through. Like once you get an idea of what Zelda is, you're like, okay, I know mm-hmm. what I've played through Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Played through Link to the Past, and then like I'm kind of sick of just getting from one temple to the other. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. what's a sort of mix on this formula? I mean, it should be said this is a game that gets easier as it goes because yeah, the beginning start... is the most unintuitive part of the game. Right. Yeah. And it's right. it's a it's a yeah, weird it's decision. True. And like you know, on our show, we usually only play games for like an hour at a time before we discuss it. But this game that would just absolutely not apply. You know, because you're an it hour just, into it, it, you haven't yeah. started the game. Well, yet. well, that's the thing. I think I think you let me know like maybe a week beforehand. So I was yeah. like trying to spend like do as much stuff in this game as possible within that week, and like part of me is just wanting to mainline like, okay, let's get through the story, let's go to the temples, and like there's all this other stuff in the middle, and I'm like, how am I expected to have time mm. to follow all these things in the the sixty minutes that I'm allotted? Oh, this is the game yeah. that players' manuals were invented for. Like I feel yeah, like you need yeah. one open next to you while you're playing, preferably a. Fris- but it's all it's also one copy. of those things about about Zelda. Like they are puzzle centric and weighted to be like hard, but also give you hints. And I have very. I'm not saying never. I have n- rarely used a guide in a Zelda game. Yeah. And feeling like I have to really bugs the shit. See, out of I me. don't feel like you have to. I feel like a lot of these sort of time elements. Um, are sort of part of the various side quests of this game. Like, this game really puts a lot of emphasis on, like, part of the game is, like, you're going to collect all these masks, and that probably doubles the amount of gameplay here. But the actual just Mm. getting to the end of the game doesn't require as much of that. That's more of just, like, traditional go through an area, do some fetch quests, and then restart time and go to the next area. Yeah. Like, I feel like that the sort of scheduling book is mostly for collecting all these mask side quests. Okay, I have a giant, giant question, but Caleb was about to say something. I want to hear what you were going to well, say. I was actually, I was going to say essentially that, that the if you want to explore the world and like hang out in Clock Town and talk to people and watch them, you can actually get everything. It's like I downloaded the whatever the 2001 version of a walkthrough was. Mm-hmm. I believe they were called FAQs. Yeah. Mm. FAQs. <laughs> I generally only needed it to know where to stand at the beginning of the begin- specific plot. Yeah. So I wasn't wondering all the place. The rest of it unfolded very interestingly as a mm-hmm. story. Um, and it was mostly just my impatience that took me there. <laughs> I probably... Okay, so my, my big question, and this is a, a very adult question for someone who <laughs> loves Zelda games, is how long 
when you know that, how long does it take to play through? This is shorter than Ocarina if you have a good idea of what it you're should doing. be. Right? I remember this game being super short. Like it's I definitely was not really it's... surprised by how quickly I made it through this game. This I'm game, looking up speed. This runs. game might be like 12 <laughs> hours long. Like See, I, I was gonna say closer uh, to 20. Yeah, yeah 15 like, to 20. But yeah, yeah, shorter yeah, than Ocarina I think for sure. I, I went to uh, howlongtobeat.com, and interestingly, the original. Uh, it, it estimated around 20 hours and the new one at 24. So I'm not oh. sure what it adds oh. that fills hmm. those extra four hours. Hmm. You mean the 3DS one? Oh. Yeah. Huh. I don't know either. I, yeah, I, I've I don't know. been questionable on that site. How, how long to beat. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they did say Well, I mean, Shadow I guess Man it's based on like... Hours. I yeah. don't know if that's true. Well, I think yeah. <laughs> I guess it's based on like uh, aggregates of people saying like it took me this long. Right, so. and that's a, a question. Swe- like- According to speedrun.com, a Swedish player named Ragen has the record at 24 minutes and 37. <laughs> oh, sure. No yeah, that's way. how fast which, I played it. No problem. Which like <laughs> yeah. that is that is long for Breath of the Wild, but no Zelda game can be beaten that fast <laughs> yeah. at all ever. I think you have to skip most of the game. Obviously. Mm-hmm. With Majora's Mask, if you beat it in 24 minutes, sure, congratulations, right. random Swedish power gamer. <laughs> but you, that's not this game. No. It's no. not the point of this game. The point of this no. game no. is no. the world in the loop. Right, right. I, I, I get- and that's, that's, what I, that's what I find fascinating. And, and, and speaking of undoing time, uh, I'm trying to make this a happy story. I was suffering clinical depression off and to a good start. I vaguely, <laughs> I vaguely remember this. I, I, like, where's my 3DS? I want to play through Ocarina and Majora in a row. Sure. And I'm like, I have a vague memory of someone like, hey, is that a 3DS? I don't care. Take it. I have a vague memory of saying that, and I can't find my 3DS anywhere, and I don't remember who I gave it oh, to. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. Like, I will I say, maybe you so fucking bullet, pissed. Majora's Mask, not the best game to play on during clinical depression. No. Like, <laughs> no. No, no. Yeah. And honestly, I think you may have just been part of one of the mask collection quests, and you lost your way. <laughs> you just oh, need this to wander beautiful. back, and you'll get a mask from that eventually. Yeah. And, my psychiatrist is, is going to love this when I find a new one <laughs> and i will say like, like for as large as the moon looms over this game as the thing that everyone remembers i really like the transformation mask mechanic and i yeah. think that was the thing yeah. that sort of engaged me and sort of kept me playing through the dungeons is like it's really cool to turn into these different characters in this game like the inventory is not nearly as bloated as ocarina of time like there's no. just not as right. much stuff in there but, but like there are 20 the mask, masks the masks yeah. do a lot the masks cause it to be blo- like that's the thing is like t- traditional Zelda games an item is going to give you a power whereas in this game the masks give you like four they give you uh, to their credit though they give you powers that you've never had in any yes, other Zelda exactly. game exactly like it's really yeah. fun to like roll like there's a mask that makes you a bomb yeah. you're a living bomb that actually takes off your hearts but gets you into places because it's like well I'm just gonna walk up to this wall and blow myself <laughs> yeah. up like and I lost track of the amount of time I spent just swimming around Azora Link yeah 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 it was sure, fantastically sure. fun to go porpoising along. Electrocute things. I, I I spend a stupid amount of time. Stone cold sober, by the way. There was no <laughs> marijuana involved in that. Uh, those hours of activity. Uh, Water temple redemption for uh, Ocarina. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, and and it it feels. I think. It, Am I wrong in that it's more open than a lot of other Zeldas? In, in that, uh, like, you're kind of, it kind of holds your hand and pulls you toward the swamp temple at first. Well, it tells you, but yeah, like, right at the beginning, I, they just give you the yeah. order of temples. But. but then I remember, like, the first time I played it, like, I think I went from the swamp temple to, like, the Zora uh, temple. Because mm-hmm. I remember 
freeing that mm. princess. But like this time playing it is like, oh, you need to go to the mountains next. Like, do I? Is that? I, I think you had to because it's you. I think that's where you get the fire arrows, which you do need mm. to unlock. Yeah, several like you areas. can go but yeah, the to order, like the yeah. general area of where the ocean is, but they won't actually let you proceed past like mm. to the temple. And I, I found that this game yeah. kind of scared me uh, away from exploring very much because I just felt that looming right. like countdown coming over my head. I'm like, okay, I don't know if I get to keep any of the shit I'm finding. Yeah, you know, I, I like, think that the trick to this game is realizing that the countdown for as central as it is doesn't really matter. Like they yeah. always doesn't give, do I, anything, they always yeah. give you plenty I, I of agree. time and resetting is easy. And the clock stops when I, you go I, to the temples, right? Usually? I no. I oh, they don't. Uh, I, I agree with you, but I, I do think that like I think this game's biggest flaw is that like Zelda's from the beginning was about exploration and this game accidentally discourages it completely. Yeah. I disagree with that a little bit. It makes a little, you, a little. Yeah, yeah. It makes you focus. You can either collect oh, that's why I don't or like you it. can explore. <laughs> you cannot <laughs> right, Yeah, like yeah, each that's time a good you point. Reset, and it, you have to have a plan. Yeah, I think what helps is like if you if you play it like this where you you go beat the dungeon and then that will give you a thing that opens up several new things to do. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to, this is my main quest progression mode. I'm going to beat this dungeon. And then you switch into more your exploration side quest mode of like, okay, now I'm going to go do all these little things that I can do because I have this mask or this power or this item. And then you revert back to that quest mode. It, it takes a lot of the pressure off, yeah. but it is, it still does. Like there is like kind of like a timer of like, well, do I have time to do four of these side quests before this cycle resets or do I have to reset it after three? Oh, well. And then you start to feel mm. like this pressure, like shit, I had a whole wasted day that I should have, should have been doing something there, but I just hit reset. This like, is like, uh, this is like roguelike Zelda. Cause apparently mm. you will play mm -hmm. a roguelike game and you realize your run is not going to go well. You're going to lose. Right. I'll, I'll kill and myself. And you're just like, I'll get yeah. this. I'll, I'll try this power combination that I've never used before just to see if it works. I know I'm going to lose. And then I'll have I'll gain the knowledge for yeah. next time. Like I'm still gaining yeah. something because I know where this secret is. I know if this power works. And major this is this kind of scratches that same itch. And this this I think this yeah. is more of a failing of me personally than of the game. That just like I don't necessarily have the attention span or the uh, the calm demeanor to kind of make it through a game that's like so anxiety ridden and so like flow charty. You know, it's like I, you've got to go one place. One I, place I think one place. there's there's something wildly old school about the idea like if if i really I, if i die i lose everything right. and if you don't know that like that's not really the case but you may not have entered an area or understand that that's not the case yeah yeah but that's the anxiety i remember feeling i always was having a great time with the game and i love watching streams of the game i really do and people explaining me uh, uh to me what what's happening and all the the weird things you can actually do in effect that is neat yeah it's unbelievably neat. Yeah. I think if this thing didn't have the Zelda name and like, I, I, that may be a better question to pose. If this appeared overnight as like a independent game on Steam and didn't have the Zelda name, like, would we love it? I feel like it would still be equally divisive. I don't know. Like, because I, I think the core mechanic of it is the frustrating part, whether or not it's subverting your expectations of no, what I, Zelda I think I, I honestly think... Yeah. I think the divisive part is that it's called Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> right. I mean that mechanic, like people, is it's a love it or hate it thing, even in Dead Rising, right? Like the the day cycles yeah. thing. Like it, yeah, but there, we went to the thing where like I you're learned telling me to, to play Don Rampa, which I've done a thousand times, and it's like yeah. this is not how I prefer to play games, but I have enjoyed parts of this. Yeah. Um, but it's not for everyone. It just it just isn't. And um, 
But I, yeah, I don't know. No. I, I wonder sometimes. But I feel like that's the takeaway. Like, I, I feel like even people who are kind of dismissive of this game or who kind of say mm-hmm. it's, it's not for me, like, you have to admire the the craftsmanship, the creativity, like the big, yeah, big fucking swing that they took with this. Uh, dude, these guys have big brass bombs to make this <laughs> they've game, got dude. Two like, honestly, bomb well, because what happens is when you sell millions of units of Ocarina of Time, and it's, uh, you know, again, I was doing my wiki research just like Woody, <laughs> which is like the developer was kind of like, well, we could have tried to make another one of those games, but we would not have measured up. Right. So we had to do something completely different. And this is like, oh, you you took that literally. You did something completely different. Mm. So props to them for trying. Props to Nintendo for publishing and letting them try that. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, and the fact that they were able to turn it around in such a short time frame. I think the game took like, what, six to eight months? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like... It's why why I think about it all the time because I want nothing more than more Breath of the Wild, but I will... I will be disappointed if Nintendo gives me just more Breath of the Wild. I want weird Breath of the Wild. And... Can you can you does that excite people when I say like a Majora's Mask approach to Breath of the Wild? No, that yes, it, does. it excites me a great deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could you could picture them doing it with the big cataclysm or whatever the big event that that mm-hmm. ruins the world. Yes. Did they did they already say that that is a it's a sequel though, not a prequel? Like the the yeah, it's like Zelda a, Heroes ones, the prequel. It's like a right? direct numbered sequel, right? Like, isn't it? Well, yeah, but where does it take place on the timeline? Oh, where does it take place in the timeline? Is what I was wondering. Yeah. That I'm not sure. Uh, we have we have ten seconds of footage to go on, and that's it. And <laughs> yeah, um, uh, if anybody knows more, I'd love to hear about it because I, I think Breath of the Wild reinvigorated my love for Zelda in a way I I didn't think was very possible. Yeah. And and maybe 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 adding a ticking clock to that constant that constantly explorable world is a way I might want to replay it because I don't want to put two hundred hours in the game again. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to play a new story. In less than two hundred. <laughs> yes, ideally. Although you might end up, you might end up pretty close to two hundred hours if you imagine the amount of time it takes for the day-night cycle in Breath of the Wild, and imagining like that three-day oh, cycle <laughs> in that world. Oh man! Oh, no. You still got a while to go through. Oh no! <laughs> oh god, kill me! Two hundred Zelda hours. God, that's we have to abbreviate that in Zelda hours. <laughs> two hundred uh, IZHs. Every third night would be a blood moon. No goodness. Oh yeah, the Blood Moon thing. I forgot about that from yeah. Breath of the Wild. Oh shoot. Yeah. Can, I, can I ask people, uh did, did everyone I bought this um I know I didn't buy it new, I didn't have that kind of money <laughs> in two thousand. Um but uh how'd you play this the first time? In the in the Master Quest thing or uh I definitely played it on N sixty four. I definitely rented okay. it um mm-hmm. and was baffled by it. Um and then I know because my copy still has the rental sticker on the back. Eventually, my uh, video store just sold. They just sold off their games for ten bucks each, and I'm like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll buy this for ten bucks." Sure, yeah. And then uh, that's when I actually played through it all the way. Because so. mm. it was a pre-order instead of for the GameCube, right? Yeah, yeah. You got the, you got the Master yeah, 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 with yeah. Uh, Ocarina and uh, the first two mm-hmm. Zelda games and this. Uh, yeah, I, I played this for the first time on the N64, but I didn't get very far. My roommate, I remember, was like super, super into it, and I just I, I couldn't get my feet under me f- with it for whatever yeah. reason. So, like Chris, this was the game, the Zelda game that I'd started the most until yeah. like I finally actually played all the way through it on the 3DS. Now it's Skyward Sword is the one I've started the most and given <laughs> up on. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't I don't That's I don't a, feel like it's worth no. it at this point. 
It's really not. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think I did the same thing you guys did. I started it as part of that GameCube collection. I think I watched some friends play it on N64. Uh, start, I actually tried playing it on that, that GameCube collection. Could not get past that first part and then um, ended up giving it a good go on 3DS and got about halfway through it before I wandered away to other games. Yeah. So. It is one of those few games I've tried multiple time on three generations. And I'm slurring mm. so much, I just want to hold my drink up to the microphone. This is I'm on seven hours of podcasting. People, leave me alone. You're crushing don't it. Speculate. You're crushing it, dude. You're crushing don't, it. Don't um, speculate. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking back. I'm like, my my memories are kind of muddy because I remember playing it around the time that it came out, but I'm also curious as to like why why was it around the time that it came out? Because I was a huge Zelda fan even back then, and like I was day one with uh with Ocarina I can tell you, of Michael, Time. Why? I can tell you why? Hmm. Uh. Because it came out several days before the PS2. Mm. Yeah, it's a PS2 was right around there. And uh, Michael, were your memories as muddy as an N64 texture? (laughs) (laughs) Also, like for whatever reason, like the the N64 game I was super into around that time was Conquer 64. Sure, same. And and somehow, like Ocarina or, or Majora's Mask was just like. Yeah, I'll get to this when I get to it. Like there, for <laughs> that enthusiasm. Yeah. That, I, but, yeah. Yeah, right. that enthusiasm remember, Conquer's... for every other Zelda game just wasn't there for whatever reason. We well, have to remember what you bought games for, and we all mm. bought Conquerors because like I hear there'll be butt farts and dick shits. <laughs> like that's what they told me. And like and they deliver them in linear fashion that's easy to understand. So when I bought a new Zelda, I'm like, I can't figure this out. I spent the, I spent the time, most time the, the just the actually doing the work of the game of Conquerors. Not a phone it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have, yeah, to, you have to, to work to find the dick parts. Exactly. You have to earn that flower with titties. <laughs> I think that is why it was 2002, probably before I actually played Majora, because my mm-hmm. partner and I have always shared systems. And the, I was like, I have my Xbox. She has her Switch. I have, uh, but we historically we've always shared the Nintendo, me Zelda, uh, her Metroid. Twenty, 20 years. years? 24? Yeah. Oh, my, oh God. my God. You guys are you beautiful. Guys are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she, so Conquer came out. She was playing through Conquer. And I don't think I started Majora's until after that because oh, we, no. we, it's like an unspoken agreement. We won't both try and power through a game at the same time. That just leads to divorce. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, pro- I probably put, like, I would say 20 hours into the N64. Majora, which when I say that now makes me mad. <laughs> I don't put twenty hours in anything I, I can't wrap my head around and finish. Uh, but I, the N sixty four version I tried the most, and like I got it a little more in Master Quest, and I got a little more in three DS. It's just like it, it it's it's not an instantly grabbable game. But the no. thing that's the thing though, yeah. like if there wasn't something there, we wouldn't keep coming back to it. Like we wouldn't, right. keep, we wouldn't keep talking. There's about something it. enigmatic at the center of all this that really makes you want to figure it out. And I think that's the coolest thing that Majora's Mask has going for it is that it feels mysterious and it feels dangerous in a way that Zelda games don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's just, I, I think that's awesome. I think it's all awesome. whether or not like it's the most fun or easy to play or like instantly gratifying game in the series. It's got that going for it, and nothing else in the series can say that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It also has the best creepy pasta. The incredible uh, oh, Ben drowned. Oh thing, yeah. Oh man. Which that game yeah. is really creepy to begin with. So it seems like a natural jumping off point for a ghost story. <laughs> uh, I, I'll let this out here because I've been threatening to do it <laughs> on our podcast for years. I've wanted to do a dramatized 
uh, Halloween special out of that story about the haunted Majora's Mask. Oh, dude, tag me thing. in. I, I want that. Sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm not. I'm not doing this at all. Like it's <laughs> it's 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 too elaborate, and like it's a great story. And but you have sound effects to rely on. The game is inherently creepy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. w- with a mild echo effect, the game is not. It goes beyond creepy to menacing. Which is weird yeah. for a Nintendo game, because uh, they have Nintendo has games set in haunted houses, and Majora's Mask is still scarier. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, I think we have wrapped up the Zelda part of the discussion. I wanted to get into some other big uh, uh, announcements and some letters that we've got. Uh, so let me move on to our game rankings. But before we do, does anybody have any final thoughts on Zelda before we move past it? Are we going to play a, an ocarina tune and just restart the podcast? Yeah. Is that how this works? <laughs> <That's actually laughs> <going>. Yeah, <laughs> it's just going to be an end. I, I just want to know. I want to know how everybody feels about recommending it. Um, yeah, uh, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I, I think if you've got like a, a fairly serious gamer in your life who really hasn't given this a shot, yeah, I would say push it. I would say give it a recommend. Yeah. I would say if you're a Zelda fan or you are a time manipulation game fan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because like the, the game Strand, I loved, even though it's nothing like this, because you're just messing with time to, for the sake of messing with time. Right. Quantum right. Right. Same idea. Not a fabulous game, but really interesting to screw with time with it. And I like that about this, that I could, I'm like, all right, I can explore for a day and a half, but I have to meet that woman down by the beach. At noon tomorrow, or I have to reset. Right. Mm-hmm. Somewhere there's a Venn diagram of Blinks the Time Sweeper, this <laughs> game, Strand, and Braid, and someone doesn't fall in the middle. Someone's just squarely yeah, in that no, Blinks and, and camp. Like, Ashton Kutcher's game. butterfly effect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think I would recommend this not as like a guaranteed fun experience you're gonna love, but more as like a really interesting curiosity that mm-hmm. anyone should play if they have the chance, especially if you're you're serious about like building a vocabulary of like games that you understand. And uh, it, it, it's it's just sort of like it's a must experience, if not necessarily a must play. This yeah. is the yeah. I, I would almost hold it in the same spot as, as Zelda Two, to be honest with you. Like they're both kind of these these curios this game of is like, much, hey, they much better than Zelda Two. <laughs> it's true. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like in my world. I think you're cooler the more you know about this game. Yeah. Because it's 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 in my favorite series and I find it to be a little impenetrable. It's yeah. it's the and, yeah, and I wanna know. It's the cabinet of Dr. Caligari of, of video games. It's like you you're you're if you're serious about it, you'll get to it eventually. But like, you know, if you're just kinda casual, you'll you probably won't seek it out. On a, on a major on a major Oh, sorry. What did you say, Caleb? The, the, the happy mass salesman is actually just Dr. Caligari. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on a major uh, blobbity look, um, dude, Nintendo remade these for the 3DS. Yeah. They look good. They look really good. So it means they're in, they're in like, they're in, maybe not in a different engine, but all these guts are in a thing that can be released on another thing. Yeah. And uh, I don't like asking people to hassle Nintendo for things, but like, I would really like to see these released somewhere else. Yeah. You're not going to make another portable system. That's fine. We can accept lower resolution graphics. Why don't we have a Ocarina Majora? I mean, here's a question: shows, If right? Nintendo released an N64 classic, would they include this game or not? Oh, yes, definitely. Oh no, I mean, no, they definitely would, not. They would. They not. would because they own. They would because they own it. There's no negotiations. Yeah, but it's not going to move 
mini N64. I mean, this was a big sell. This is the 12th best-selling game on the system. It's 3.3 million units. I mean, which is low for Zelda, but, like, it's still not bad. Like, this this, this game's so. Oh, sorry. I did mm. go back while we were talking. I was trying to make the point the last three, four Nintendo units, the, a Zelda game has never been in the top 10. Oh, wow. Of the best-selling Nintendo games ever. Not even on um, the Switch? They are on the Switch, right? Oh, on the Switch for yeah. sure, yes. Uh, because that was the only game sure. <laughs> available yeah, at yeah. launch. It, it was high. It was like the one of the top on the Switch until well. So Mario Kart, I think, is still the clear number yeah. one, and then yeah. Smash. Smash is like uh, surpassed all of them at this point on the Switch. Yeah, it's yeah. coming up on him. All right. Well, let's. So I remember when oh, I yeah. sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say. So I remember when I bought a Wii. Everyone I was in line with asked for Zelda. Like everybody. So. I think that counts for something. I don't know. It was. It was uh, he, like. I'm sorry. We, uh, this is not appropriate for your show. No, you're good. We're on the verge of a, a Xbox Series X. And no Xbox. PS5. Talk. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, PS5 and like, dude. I went to the store today and they have games. And everybody for the systems, asked for Zelda, which none of us can buy. None of us can buy. And they're in very short quantities. I remember that was infuriating about the Wii. Is that like the Wii wasn't available for like eight months? And you could buy Twilight Princess <laughs> day one anytime you wanted and never use it. And, and here we are now with like scant uh, console supplies with scant game supplies. This is supplies. how Microsoft and Sony are going to slowly wean us off physical game sales. Is they're just going to slowly cut the supply of physical games and be like, you want it now? Better buy it digitally. Yep. <laughs> it's it's something that's fun to remember that Twilight Princess was born in the broadband age and there was no downloadable version no. ever. Nope. And yet Nintendo's the only one of those people that has limited release physical games and digital <laughs> games. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Limited release digital games. I'm sorry it was too hot to hold. <laughs> <laughs> our servers, our servers couldn't handle Can't play it Mario anymore. Sunshine just anytime. Come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. No, no, no. Don't go to ROM best ROMs of all time. <laughs> oh, they found the website. Oh no. All right, let us move on to our rankings of the games. Each week we are ranking the games that we have played. We have 282 games on this list. This will be 283. Uh, I will start off with this one, and I am going to rank this. uh, This is my number 10. This is squeaking in my top 10, just barely. uh, Are you kidding? Because I feel like like this game has just more going on uh, internally and externally than any other game on the system. This is the most complex wow. and satisfying and original game on the system. And the only thing knocking it down is that I don't necessarily love the gameplay mechanics. Like, while I respect the hell of it, and I think they did as g- good a job implementing it as possible, especially now that I know you can slow the days down, <laughs> uh, I, I think there is something still very intimidating about it. But the the rewards you get for playing it and the the amount of imagination and just the big ass swing that they took i think puts in the top 10 for me what about you Woody? uh well we don't just so you guys know we don't discuss this stuff beforehand we don't um, mine's also at number 10 hey twinsies um, which is right behind right wow. below uh goldeneye um i think this game i really like this game i mean 
for what it's worth, just so you guys know, we're ranking this as number 10. There's not, like, a whole shit ton of amazing games on the N64. No, no, um, no. But this, There's I do Forsaken see, 64, yeah, and that's it. That's it. Um, and I, <laughs> Good thing you do a podcast about it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that, that's the takeaway. I'd, I'd rather molest my unborn daughter than play Goldeneye on the N64. Sorry, I had to make it. I was trying to make it drastic. Are we the podcasters or not? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but no, yeah, we I, are Devo. I like this game. Um, I think that it is odd in the sense that I wouldn't recommend it to anyone until after they have played Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, it, sure. It's such a piece with that game, but I think that it is more interesting and inventive than that game even if it's not quite as ambitious or memorable. Yes, absolutely. I, I think for your page, what's your Patreon again? Uh, it's patreon.com slash ultra64pod. It is your duty to track down someone who played Majora's Mask before any other Zelda. Yeah. Can oh, you yeah. imagine right the in, Star Wars prequels face. type stuff? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, you've seen it with Star Wars prequels fans. Like, I, th- these are just my Star Wars. Relax. I'm like, I get it. I've seen TNT. They've never stopped playing these movies. But you have to find someone who... I am like finding someone game. who started Star Wars by watching Caravan of Courage. Right, right. <laughs> oh, guess what? You found him. Me. <laughs> That's a, wow, my first, it. Wow. Wasn't Caravan. My first exposure to Star Wars was Battle for Endor. That was the first anything Star <laughs> Wars. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that yeah. shaped my. City. It's yeah, really good. Yeah. I imagine like if somebody like special. if if, Ma- if Majora was. I, it's it's narrated story. by the guy who did Rudolph. <laughs> well, it's about that time to tell you about old Ewoks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's go around old yonder to Endor. Third, third moon of Yavin. Let's do it. it <laughs> well, let's say, how about you guys? So, like, Michael, you've got uh, currently your list is Goldeneye and Body Harvest. I don't know where this one would rank yep. in that. In that uh, I mean, I guess that would make it number three, but. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 no. It, uh, I, I don't know. Like, you're, you're uh, ha- having to summon my list of favorite N64 games on the spot is a little difficult. Yeah, I yeah, would... yeah. No, this is not by no means binding. Don't worry. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I mean, it, it is well behind a lot of other classics like uh, GoldenEye, Mario 64, Ocarina, obviously. Um, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd put it somewhere like 12 sounds like a good number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ask me what's in front of it, but twelve. I believe twelve sure. sounds right. Twelve sounds right. And Caleb, yeah, Space Station, Silicon Valley is probably like way up it's, there. Uh-huh. Like That's my number yeah. one. Uh, mm-hmm. Mace, no, Mace the Dark Age, number two. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Great yep, one. Yep. Uh, Dark Fates, he loves yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> Not a game on the Dual system. Heroes. Dark, Dark Rift, yeah. that's yes. one. Yeah, Dark Rift does. Uh, Caleb, what do you think? This, this or Ocarina of Time, if you've gunned to your head, which one do you think you would have choose? That, I was actually just thinking in terms of like my list of overall Zelda games where I would put this one. And it would probably end up Is the quietest the podcast is four. four. Okay, four. Yeah, that's... four? <laughs> wow. Wait, wait. Four. The fourth best Zelda game of all time. Yeah, I can see. It. Yeah. Are you including handheld? Wow. Uh, I have very limited experience with handheld. I, I was from a working class family. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, brother. Me too. Um, and so I would say, yeah, Breath of the Wild, Ocarina. Um, the original Legend of Zelda, and then Majora's Mask. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. And then like that. followed by the second CDI. Exactly, game. Zelda's oh, yeah. Adventure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's in terms of overall 
N64 games, I would put it right after Skyrim 64, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, yeah. that yeah. says it's really gone crazy on their ports. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, when am I finally getting Skyrim for my Saturn? That's You could see all of 10 feet in front of you yeah, at all exactly. times. It's great. I heard that I heard that the Saturn uh, version runs at 12 frames a second. And Maddie and Chris, have you had to put I, I an arbitrary am, am, number on this? Oh, I, I am therapeutically getting less nostalgic. Okay, that's and kind of the goal of our show, I, honestly. Yeah. I, I walked into, um, um, let's say October, thinking Mario 64 is one of the best games of all time and then nintendo had the gall <laughs> to bundle it with a lot more better mario sure. Mario, sure. right next to it and like wow this is really hard to claim this game is obtuse and weird and uh definitely important but it like i i i play that game every year to, to 120 stars yeah. but like doing it in the same package of much better games like I would nuke the N64 from orbit before I would rank the games uh, on that system. Like, like every one of those games, any any game they have that's good is represented better on another platform. It's kind of true. Within, it's kind of true. Within, I mean, yeah, within two years before and two years after. Of time, Chris. You're just explaining about I mean, the ever-present I mean, evolution of technology. I mean, the show is great. I love it. I, like, it's, it's a so, great... I don't know that I can number it, but I can just tell you where it, it falls... Well below San Francisco Rush okay. 64, San Francisco but well above Rush Starcraft 64, like right there. Okay, okay. all right. Yeah. Yeah. So That's that would fair. be number. Let, let, let's put it this way: like, uh, here's how my list starts. It's Blast Core <laughs> yeah. and everything else. Fair. Like everything else is yeah, garbage. Blast Core. I mean, based way. on what you just described, as most N64 games have better versions on other systems. Not Blast Core. That's true. That's the best version of that nope. game still. I, so. I was ups- I was so visibly upset. Like, what am I doing wrong? Did they- I just get out of the crane, you fucking <laughs> I idiot. I don't remember. Like, <laughs> did that- the rare replay. Oh, did like, that make it on God, rare replay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Rare that, replay. Did, that did make it on there. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, real quick, before we get into the letters, we had a big announcement we wanted to make about the future of our show. Uh, pretty much since we've started this show, we've had people asking us, what are you going to do when you run out of Nintendo 64 games? We're on 280, so it's And we said, fuck you, close. that'll never happen. Yeah, uh, they're going to keep making never them. Never happen. We're, we're going to move on to more popular platforms like the M2. Oh, I mean, get, yeah, get, get ready, Chris, because oh, we got ready. a big announcement. Vita Pod, Vita Pod, so Vita Pod. We, we, have, uh, we have about 15 uh, games left to cover in the entire catalog. We have blazed through them. Uh, we are going to be recording our final episode of this season in January. And the next series that we are going to do, we want to keep the same format that we've done where we're digging into an entire catalog. And we have decided the system that we are going to do is the Wii U. Uh, the Wii wow. U. I was sure you were going to say Dreamcast. Oh, no, the Dreamcast was a contender for sure. But uh, ultimately, the, the purchasing of those games is very expensive. <laughs> Uh, but the Wii U is crazy affordable right now. I've got a full collection sitting in my right. basement ready to go. Uh, so yeah, if we, if we nice. don't do a series on it, you would just be embarrassed at your life choices. It's so true. This, it's true. This, this is mitigating a lot of I, I, I just, I love collecting games and, and systems. And then I just had like a very Southern old friend. My son loves Mario games, but I'm out of work and I can't afford the Switch. I'm like, uh, I have a Wii U and <laughs> it, he doesn't want to play Odyssey. Yep. Everything is here. It's true, and uh, and 
and and she took it and like uh, it's we've had a weird relationship <laughs> ever since. I hate her so much. <laughs> she likes Trump a lot. I mean the um, <laughs> the Wii U like we kind of settled on the like this is kind of a weird choice because this is not a system a lot of people played. It's definitely not a system a lot of people love. But the I think the reasons that we kind of went behind it were firstly because it's not a system a lot of people have played or loved. So we get to be the right. definitive voice on it. Even when that system was new, media outlets largely ignored it because Nintendo really didn't push for it and it had weird technology and it just didn't really super make sense. It had a terrible title. <laughs> There's a lot working against it. So <laughs> this is going to give us a chance to really do a deep dive. We're going to see if there's anything worth salvaging that hasn't already been ported to the Switch. We're going to explore a lot of franchises that we never would have had the opportunity to talk about, like Call of Duty or, or uh, Darksiders Ooh. or Just Dance. There's weird, mm. like, games that weren't possible on the N64. Karaoke games, fitness games, toys to mm -hmm. life. Guitar like, Hero. Guitar Hero. All kinds of weird shit. Arkham City yeah. Armored Edition. <laughs> exactly. And then there's just all kinds of like weird little indie games like Axiom Verge and Funky Barn that I want to know what's mm. up with the game called Funky Barn. And, and, and you're not wrong. There are, uh, uh, technically because of the touchscreen uh, um, touch capabilities of the other screen, yeah. it turned your TV into a Nintendo DS and there are technically superior games of multi-platform games on the Wii yeah. U. You just don't care. Yeah. Exactly. And, and are you doing the full 773 no. games on the Wii Wait, U? No, no. Okay. We're, we're doing the the. Uh, it's like 197 uh, physical release games. There are about okay. 700. Can, can I give you like what, what are you going to call it? Uh, Do you know what the show's going to be called? So far, I think it's just going to be Ultra 64 or season well, that's two. Question. Or maybe I love Wii it. Universe Don't change it. Yeah, we'll, we'll but ask you guys about that actually after the show if you will. Because we, I want we... you to change the subtitle to the 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 best worst Nintendo platform after 9/11. I think that'll really bring people. <laughs> oh, it's it's I succinct. That's what I like wow. about it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The, the other. Yeah. After 9-11! God! <laughs> so what was God. the best worst Nintendo platform before 9-11? Virtual, virtual Boy. Boy. Uh, virtual yeah, Boy. Yeah, Virtual Boy, definitely. Oh, uh, followed by the N64. No hesitation. You guys both came strong with well, Virtual I mean, that's Boy. That's just the answer. It's the answer. It's the answer. You know, what yeah. color is the sky? Blue. You know, yeah. whatever. Uh, so Not if you've been playing Virtual yeah. Boy, because <laughs> everything turns <laughs> red. It's red wireframe. It's just like white spots yeah. in front of my yeah, eyes exactly. and searing pain. Yeah, I don't know. My retinas are damaged, it's so uh, you tell me. What color is it? Also, I have scoliosis. Miyamoto now. fired lasers into my eye. I think he clockwork <laughs> oranged me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so keep an eye out for that. We're going to be uh, wrapping up uh, the Ultra 64 part of the show in late January. We're going to do like a big wrap-up special. We're going to take the month of February off because I think, you know, we've we've been kind of... I'm, I'm proud of the fact that we have not missed an episode in three years. Like, that's kind of a big deal. I'm probably jinxing myself now, <laughs> yeah. but we have not missed a week oh, Steve, in three years. Steve, by the years. way, i got to take tomorrow off. Oh, God or damn next it. week off. Um, <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to take the month of February off, and then we're going to start up with the Wii U show uh, the first week of March. So keep an eye out for that. Also, if you are a Patreon subscriber, there's going to be some big changes coming over there as well. Uh, right now, we have kind of two little bonus shows that we do on the Patreon. We're going to be condensing those into one show 
that we're tentatively calling Ultra 64 DD. The DD stands for Deep Dive, because we are going to be doing deep dives into different video game franchises. I tried to push this nice. as the main franchise, as the main episode to play games that I actually wanted, but Steve <laughs> is like, no, we must play Wii U. Veto, <laughs> must play crap. Yeah. No. So if you, I've streamed before yeah. too. You have to be tortured. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. So if you want to know like uh, a pretty in-depth history of Bionic Commando and which is the best Bionic Commando game or the best Golden Axe games, yeah, um, that Tomb be, Raider, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. There's all kinds. Boy, co- I hope we don't have to do Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> all kinds like of franchises. Yeah. We're gonna let our patrons kind of decide what our next series is gonna be. We're just gonna devote extra time. These are gonna be twice a month, uh, and we'll have more details about that as we get a little closer to it. But that's our big announcement. That is what is coming up for the show. Uh, we just want to thank everybody for listening and all of our amazing guests for for supporting the show all this time. And yeah. we want to keep it going. So don't delete your feed when the show ends. We're going to keep the same uh, feed, and we'll just keep it rolling. Uh, all right, let me let me get on to letters real quick, because some of these actually relate to our guests today. Ooh. Hey, guys, Ooh. you ever listen to that podcast, Vigi Game Apocalypse? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with those guys? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, right. It. I didn't this have first to. letter starts. Hello, Woody Steve, an imminent moon impact fearing guest. Yeah, that is that does. Mm. Oh! I'm so excited you are finally playing Majora's Mask. A few weeks ago, I wrote a letter, the one about aliens and Danny Glover 64, apparently. And it was my request. <laughs> I don't remember this either. And it was my uh, request that you play Majora's Mask soon. I was pleased to hear that I single-handedly brought this review to pass. That's how it I look forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on the existential ga- dread this game brings. Yes, it was. It was. It was this listener, not the imminent march of time. Uh, just a short story about my experience with the game. About a year ago, my roommate and I were playing through games from our past that the other had missed out on. He grew up with the PlayStation, and I grew up with the N64. After we finished Final Fantasy VII, it was my turn to show him Majora's Mask. I would read the guide, since I don't think it's possible to beat this game without a guide, (laughs) and he would take the controls. We were about three-quarters of the way through the game when we approached the date I had set to go skydiving with some of my friends. I had never been skydiving before, and I was terrified. I gave myself about a 30% chance of living and a 70% chance of something going horribly wrong and my ensuing incapacitation. Strangely, however, it wasn't the thought of death or destruction that worried me when I was about uh, when I was thinking about the event. The one thought I had was, if I die when I jump out that plane, my roommate may never have the strength or willpower to finish Majora's Mask. This consumed me in the week or so before my jump. I did not think about the grief it would cause my friends, my brothers and sisters, my parents, my workplace. I feared death only for the assumption that my roommate would never get to defeat pseudo hentai Majora on the surface (laughs) of the moon. This thought nearly drove me to tears. Luckily, I survived my jump out of a plane oh, and had a great time doing so. I was worried he so. didn't survive the jump and it was going to twist. The ladder was going to take an awful turn. <laughs> and my roommate and I were able to 100% Majora's Mask. I still feel a little guilty about putting that accomplishment before many of the other aspects of my life, but what can I say? Your priorities get weird when you think you're about to die. Thanks again for the show, and I wish the best for you and yours. Excited to hear about the future. Hope it continues for a long time to come. And that is from Glover Love and Joshua. Okay. So thank you. Thank you for I, that I'm story. I'm going to be honest. That was an awesome story. I'm not sure if it was a recommendation for the game. <laughs> it certainly was not a recommendation for the act of skydiving. Valid the gameplay forever. Yeah, yeah. Like if 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 somebody wasn't forcing you to play this game, you wouldn't finish it. Like <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think the roommate would just be so so they'd associate the roommate with the, with the other roommate that it would just be so much grief whenever they tried to play it that they couldn't make it through. <laughs> I'll thank you for that letter, Glover, Love, and Joshua. Uh, <laughs> this next one starts, hey, Steve Woody, an illustrious guest. Yeah. Uh, Majora's Mask has an allegory for purgatory, and the game begins with Link's death. Thoughts? 
Although purgatory is primarily Catholic concept, uh, Buddhist, Hindu, and Egyptian religions describe a place where souls are cleansed before moving on to. Japanese Shintoism doesn't have anything like this, but the game's themes of amends making definitely has this influence. My 2020 got better in at least two ways this November, now that you guys got to this sad, inventive, and charming game. And I can't wait to see what's next. And that is from Vince. Thank you, Vince. Uh, I think that tracks, right? The the image of purgatory, like, uh, yeah. uh, of this game. Yeah, I think it tracks. Allegory for purgatory is my 90s hip-hop band. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Hip-hop band. That is a ska band, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah that's got to be a ska mm. band. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that kind of tracks with what we're talking about. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. And Buddhism, Buddhism is really pervasive in Japan, too. So yes. uh, they would not be aware of Buddhist concepts, even if they were themselves Shinto. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. God damn, Japan got in on this Buddhism thing? I thought America <laughs> What a been racket. In. I thought that was a McConaughey original. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, next letter starting. This is the one that relates to y'all. Uh, hi, Stephen Woody. And uh, this is referring back to, we uh, for context, a couple weeks ago we played Shadow Man. And we were trying to see if people mm. we were trying to see if people could come up with mm. a, uh, a a black lead character in a game that isn't an athlete uh, or or uh, a real per or <laughs> like a real person, you know, like not oh, like no. a sports game or a licensed property pre pre Shadow Man. Because uh, we were thinking, the, the, by the way, the the mm. Justice League can't do this either, right? Um. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like it's they can't. It's Cyborg. Uh, Cyborg's a football player. Is a different episode. <laughs> Cyborg is a is a, a great football player first and foremost. That's right. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm. Uh, so this is kind of relating to that. Uh, hi, Stephen Woody. Thought I had one for you in the games with black characters before Shadow Man. I remember renting a game on PS One called Urban Chaos. I remember I it starred a black female oh, yeah. police officer, and it played a little like GTA Three, which is interesting because it does predate that game, but not Shadow Man. Shadow Man was out several months earlier. Guess I was close though. Mm -hmm. The other one that falls into this is the uh, you have a choice category. The player two option of Contra 3 is black. Uh, I was surprised sure. Shadow Man did so well. We'll have to look into that upcoming port when it comes up. This is from Adam Bradbury. It says, P.S. I think you guys read my email on Vigigame Apocalypse a little while ago. It was nice that the oh. first time I wrote into that show, oh, you nice. guys read my com comment about being the first in line to get a PS5 pre-order. <laughs> and it wow. all comes full circle. <laughs> <laughs> I told him to do that. Remember Patreon. Yeah. He told him. He told him. It's true. It's do true. You, I told you, him. Can you guys think of any like we were? I think that the Contra Three one is a good is a good poll. Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember mm. if that character has a name though, but he yeah, probably does. The Contra dudes always have super generic names. Like Lance. Well, it wasn't Lance Bean. It was a different but guy. That was the guy in the original Contra who I don't mm. think was black. Here's like, here's the shocking thing. I don't think I've played Contra Three. Holy I, shit. I believe his name is da I believe his yeah, name, name is, is Dan awesome. Matrix. We have missed it. Um, That's like I love that game. Anyway, we will um, get to that game. Yeah, um, uh, yes. yeah. Speaking of Patreon episodes, we play Contra games. Um, no, you guys, can you guys pull any uh, Super Nintendo or NES like early uh, African American protagonists? Because like, the the one the earliest one we whoa. found that we could that we could like really kind of definitively say, all right, this is a black character with his name above the credit or like the, his name in the title. Was Akuji the Heartless, and that's not one you oh, want wow. to be your poster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah mm, I, my, no, mine, yeah, mine no. is is equally racist. It is uh, NCAA basketball, but it was a first party title, yeah. 
that Nintendo told me was great, and it was weird and different and unlike any basketball game ever, and I played it a ton. I, I can uh, think uh, of um, one I just want to say Genesis. one thing about Akuji the Heartless. Okay. Yeah. Voiced by, uh, is it Richard Roundtree, the original Shaft? Bullshit, so. really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's not just the original Shaft. Remember, there's been three generations of Shaft movies. That guy is the original Shaft in all oh, of shut them. Shut your mouth. That can't be right. <laughs> So, so no, I can I think will of, of two mouth. that were they were entertainers outside of video games, but I guess Michael yeah. Jackson still counts in Moonwalker, yeah, yeah, uh, being yeah, one. Yeah. And then there was a Bebe's Kids video oh, game on SNES. Video. <laughs> oh yeah. shit, it might be. Uh, Bebe. Oh no, no, no. There's there's one that came right before uh, Bebe's Kids, and I also always forget about it. It's Predator Two. Were you playing as yes, digital Danny yes, Glover? Yes, Danny Glover. Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Weirdly, it might wow. be Predator 2. Don't say his name one more time, otherwise yes. we summon him oh, here. That's how that, that works. <laughs> wasn't there, and, wasn't and there was Ronald Did you play his? kids, like MC uh, kids? You did? I think one yeah. of those characters yeah. is black. Yeah, yeah. Either Mick or Mag. Anyway, it's it's an ongoing discussion. I, uh, if, you've never, if you've never heard Laser Time before, I've told the story how I was kicked out of summer camp for sneaking out to see Bebe's Kids <laughs> at 1 p.m. I love It was Bebe's that important kids. to that me. That movie kind of the, 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 yeah. the comedy thing it's it's based on is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Like his, his, they, his, don't his di- they don't die. They separate via mitosis. It's been a while. I, I have not right. seen Right. No, it. that's how that went. No, that's how that went. So You're how, right. Wait, You're how right. did that go? So like Robin Harris, he died like yeah. shortly after House Party. Which was like three years yes. before Baby's Kids. He did, but he was considered the next big thing by Hollywood and had all these contracts together. And I believe Baby's Kids is, well, we signed this guy to do a thing on this thing, and we're going to make sure that happens, whether he's it or not. And they yeah. probably would have made a, a live action movie because Baby's Kids looks great yeah. it's amazing looking they did yeah. not yeah. need like, to make that movie it, it, look so good yeah but it's like and, and it's not it, even look, him doing i the think voice, they would have sh- like, they would have made a live action movie out of that if he hadn't died and because he did it looks amazing and he's a voice in the movie so like i i i'm probably totally wrong it's just such this. an anomalous like thing to happen like somebody like gets their first like breakout lead role in a movie three years after their death just, in, in, in an animated form baffled that this oh, no, i'm sorry phase on love is the oh, voice of robin harris nice. so like this is done posthumously yeah, yeah. i love phase on love um i love phase i'm just on baffled love. that the answer to this question that we've been struggling with for weeks is baby's kids it always lands in baby's kids that's a nice we are the the podcast generation baby's kids did this to us all <laughs> All right, we have one more letter here. Is there here. a black character in Maniac Mansion? Uh, I yes. think so, I believe But you have to is. microwave okay. them to finish. All right. All right, so we're finding some more polls. At but least. I mean, I feel like it's different when it's like just sort of a member of the group. Uh, as opposed yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah, we, it's why we kind of didn't count like Streets of Rage or yeah. things like that, where it's like it, it's mm-hmm. an it's a option, but like they're not really the lead. Right. Um, mm-hmm. All right. This next letter. Uh, hi, Steve, Woody, and question mark. Yeah, That's four, you guys. Four question marks. It's a That's lot of me. us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am a video game developer living mm-hmm. in Seattle. I've been slowly working through your show in order since late 2018, and I'm finally all caught up. Hey, good for you. <laughs> since I live nearby, some of your episodes bring me back to specific points in time. I often found myself thinking things like, I remember that snowstorm, or, ah, yes, the apocalyptic smoke. I mean, that one's pretty current. Uh, In one episode, you read off the name of a few developers associated with a title. I recognized one of those names immediately, excluding the name title here for privacy reasons. I didn't believe it at first, but I looked him up, and sure enough, I had been working with a guy who made a handful of my favorite games, and I had no idea. It was an awesome to catch up with him later and learn about these games from someone behind the scenes. Just wanted to say thank you for the great work on the show. Looking forward to combing through Beyond 64 next. 
P.S. In the F1 Games episode, Steve made the call to set the tone for 2020 with Superman 64 in early January. Oh, man. I think it's safe to say this was the inciting incident for this horrific year. And that's from Tom. Uh, Maybe the best 2020 prediction I've ever heard. I think (laughs) think that was accurate. Yeah, I didn't know uh, that I had this kind of power, but Superman 64 definitely set the tone for this year (laughs) in a nice way. um, So I have a quick story similar to that person's story. Um, So if you you ever listen to VGA or anything Laser Time, you know that Chris and I both have an obsession with all things Disney, especially Disney parks for me. And I love an old school game called Walt Disney World Quest Magical Racing Tour. It's a cart game. That, is a quality Dude, that they let you go that through is a 3D Disney World version right. of, of Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Oh, so yeah, I, yeah. I now work for a, a game developer, and I was talking to my bosses one day, and, and I was I was I think I was on like Moby Games, and I saw their list. And I'm like, oh my god, you worked on my favorite kart racer ever, and multiple people I work with now worked on that game, and I always bring it up, and they're like, I'm so glad you love that game. They they told me the 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 trials and tribulations of trying to license Disney characters and how they got to that. It's a rogues gallery of Disney characters in, in that game for sure. That's amazing. It's, that must feel good too, because that's like that's like a deep cut. That's like that's not a game like most people would go up and say, "Oh my god, I love this <laughs> game." And that that's got to be one of those things like, "Oh man, I worked really hard on that." It's so nice to hear somebody played it. Yeah, yeah. That that's the deepest cut, and then above that is like I'm a huge fan of the uh, Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver series, oh, yeah. and a lot of them also worked on that as well. And so I'm like, dude, this is dope. <laughs> yes. Like, but yeah. Well, that's all the letters we got. Uh, I, I'm going to let all of you go because some of you are going on multiple podcasts <laughs> for the evening and all of us are tired. Uh, <laughs> so thank you guys so, so much. This was such a blast uh, to talk all about Majora's Mask here. Um, uh, th- this, this is a good plugs portion. So anybody who has plugs, feel free to toss oh, them out. What, I know what? Chris got plugs. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to plug anything I do. If you've never seen the, the one-minute commercial for Majora's Mask... It is, I think at the time, it was uh, uh, one of the most expensive commercials ever oh, made. I don't think I've seen it. I'd have to check it out. It, it's it's wholly bizarre and takes place all over the world. Like, imagine if our world met a moon that was crashing into it, and they they tried to film in every location. Oh, they tried okay. to make it look like they film in every country on the planet. It, it's fucking crazy. We did a terrible, a terrible, sorry, I did a terrible series called Guess the Game Commercial. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me, Chris. Don't <laughs> yeah, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know it's a commercial for Majora's Mask until literally 40 seconds in when you see a guy clinically chained to a desk playing Majora's Mask. It was a weird time for marketing um, uh, and playing Majora's Mask. And that was the, that was but, the first, um, film, first short film by a young filmmaker named Lars von Trier. Yes. God, I was hoping it was real. Uh, the, the commercial for Majora's Mask is is absolutely insane. It is the nice. best horror apocalyptic movie you've ever seen and has no gameplay footage. It's fucking nuts. Wild. I did no not remember it, it until you described it. And now it is conjured back up from my memory of the creepy-nosed moon crashing into <laughs> sites all over. Oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. you see, like, people with, like, grass skirts and, like, a... Uh, it's fucking crazy. It's every they try and represent everyone on the planet. They do a bad I mean, we, we we honestly we barely talked about that moon. I'm just gonna succinctly say, fuck that moon. That moon scares me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I like a planet with a nose. Yeah, I really, I fucking dig that. I dig it big time. I'm a big ego fan though. Oh yeah. So, R.I.P. Kurt Russell. He was really good. In the MCU. Oh, well, 
I would. Hey, look, someone I, someone mentioned dupe earlier, and I I never wanted to. Oh get yeah, off no, no. Topic. I will talk dupe with you all day long. <laughs> I'm all about dupe. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I would like to plug Video Game Apocalypse, the weekly show that uh, Chris, Matt, and I do together. Uh, sometimes with Steve and Woody and yes. uh, other awesome guests, uh, we talk about a range of video game related topics, and we also have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime, where you can uh, hear us talk about extra things like spoiler casts for games we liked or uh end of month rundowns of uh games that came out 30 years ago 20 years ago and 10 years ago um yeah that's it for me thank you for for inviting us on oh thank my you god and, on. and yeah. i will i will plug the thing i'm about to go do right now which is um, i stream on twitch I stream on Twitch at Maddie C. Allen. That's M-A-T-T-Y-C-A-L-L-E-N. Right now, I'm going to go play Yakuza Like a Dragon on stream, which I probably will be playing for the foreseeable future, <laughs> in addition to things like Assassin's Creed Valhalla yes. and a little bit of Watch Dogs Legion. So I, I, I tend to stream uh, Tuesdays and Fridays and sometimes bonus streams on the weekend. You can follow me on Twitter, same handle, Maddie C. Allen, if you want to know when I'm about to stream and hear my awful jokes <laughs> and bad political takes. Perfect. <laughs> I, I love and it. And I just like to say, uh, join me in two hours and 22 minutes. I'm getting together some guys that talk about Majora's Mask. <laughs> <laughs> clever, clever. All right, everybody. Uh, I will send you all off with a joyous Kululimpa. <laughs> Woo! Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs>